The brothers wish. The brothers wish, brothers wish. The brothers wish. The brothers. You're now listening to Greg. It's the hey brothers. This is Greg with the brothers wish number 156 coming at you from Texas. As I said, this is take two for us. So uh, in the first take, I told you how I have a cold and I'm likely going to blow my nose. Uh, and I might even be kind enough to mute it. And then I introduced our kind guest that we haven't seen for quite a while, all the way from Virginia. We have Justin Miller. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Much fanfare. I thought you were going to bring the energy on this one. Uh, maybe get the people a little Let's excited. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while since I've been on one. So, yeah. Is, uh, yeah, here he is, and he's from his uh, uh, IKEA office suite. Uh, mm-hmm. All of his uh, flat pack put together furniture. Back courtesy of Google Image Search Zoom backgrounds. So. Nice. Is that <laughs> how you like to imagine yourself? You look like you're in like front of a 1970s uh, uh, TV stand. Is there a TV? In there? <sighs> no. It there's some like beads or something here i don't know what it is <laughs> and an open book that open is book. probably dusty i'm sure it's full know. of pictures because we yeah. all know you're illiterate i get it yeah <laughs> i like the picture books um so we we also you hear a second voice or i guess that would be a third voice because i count as well i am a person as well uh we have nick Arellano from uh illinois close enough to bother mikey yeah there you are yeah. <laughs> does that make you the dollar store mike I have not. Is Mike the dollar store you? Uh, No. We're different people, Greg. Let (laughs) us be ourselves. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. All right. Let's uh, let's get a little bit of the the front matter out of the way. You've got uh, some new patrons. Somebody went to patreon.com forward slash the Brothers Wisp, and they signed up, and that was Chris Arzu. So he was kind enough to uh, become one of the little brothers. And he uh, has subsequently got access to the Little Brothers Slack, which you get uh, you get the the secret key to. Uh, I guess it's more of a secret knock, perhaps. And then uh, a passphrase. It's New England clam chowder. Is it the red or the white? And he had the correct answer. He got in. Uh, so we also have a couple of sponsors. Brought to you by Sonar, a scalable, intuitive, and comprehensive ISP billing and operational support system. You can learn more at sonar.software. We also have TowerCoverage.com. Tower Coverage is your RF propagation system to empower your network, real-time data metrics, enable your coverage area, reaching your customer base, and more. The industry's best RF propagation mapping system allows website integration for customer sign-up and pre-qualification. Use this data to scientifically plan network expansion and help your WISP succeed. Get a free trial today at TowerCoverage.com. Excellent. Excellent, my friends. So... Um, I'm always playing with a little bit of Microtix stuff and for whatever reason, oh, I remember somebody, somebody asked me, uh, because occasionally now, uh, I guess iPhone devices, even though they're connected to like a wireless access point with WPA2, they'll say, this isn't like, this isn't a secure connection or something like that. And I believe it comes down to Apple now wanting everybody to be on WPA3. Is that correct? Miller, I see you snickering. I haven't seen that, and I, I have a bunch of Apple stuff, and I haven't I haven't seen a message like that. I know the MAC address randomization is kind of annoying because I tried to use Kid Control on the Microtech to control my kid's iPad access, uh-huh. um, and uh, I picked the first Mac I saw and 
for his iPad, and then next time it was different because like, it has two of them, I guess. <laughs> so that was fun. I was like, how is he still using the, the Internet? You know, it's past 7 o'clock. Sure enough, <laughs> it was because <laughs> the MAC address was different. So hey, kid's a hacker. No, yeah. um, I, I ran into the same sort of stuff with my kids, so I just spun up an extra SSID just for them so I could just lock their little network down instead of letting them connect to all my stuff. But also, I kind of also don't trust them uh, to not get a virus and try and infect the rest of my Zero stuff. trust, man. <laughs> uh, it starts at home. And uh, learn not to trust at home, and then you learn not to trust others. It's always been my motto. Uh, but I was kind of looking at that, and I saw some stuff that said maybe that message is due to the fact that um, Apple supports WPA3, and you know, occasionally maybe it could pop up because of that. So I was like, whoa, where's MicroTik with WPA3? And I found out it's part of their Wi-Fi Wave 2 stuff. So I know we've seen, I think at least in some of the release notes here and there, uh, some mentions of the Wi-Fi Wave 2 package or whatever. And uh, why is that important? Is because it brings you some extra stuff. I think uh, Mumimo, Beamforming, 802.11, W, and then the WPA3 stuff is supposed to be in there. But it only... 60 megahertz channels. Not that you should use them, but... <laughs> uh, it, but it only um, applies to four pieces of their hardware. Well, one, you have to have uh, RadOS version 7 running, um, which is not too big a deal. I feel a lot more comfortable with it nowadays, um, especially with its stability. But it only does the HAP AC3, not LTE, the audience, audience LTE 6, and the 4011. Uh, but there's a little caveat with the 4011. It says that the 2.4 gig radio is not compatible with the Wi-Fi Wave 2 package. So it shuts off the 2.4 if you're running Wave 2 on the 4011. So it's a I mean, it's a very small bit of their hardware right now that supports it. It looks like, is that all ARM stuff? I think that's all ARM stuff. I think it is. I think some of it is uh, like wireless card based. And I, I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong, but I think only one of the two 5 gigahertz cards for the audience, the the one that's supposed to be like the backhaul card, I think that's the only one that actually supports MooMimo, which is makes sense if you want to like mesh them together so that it's not stuck communicating with one other audience at a time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be new products, but I think a lot of that is based on what wireless card is in the other products as far as some of the features. Oh, right here. Here it is, requirements. Uh, Wi-Fi Wave 2 package is compatible with the IPQ4019 and the QCA9984 and is only available for ARM builds. So there you are. It also has memory requirements and space requirements. Hmm. You have to have at least 256 megs of RAM and 14 megs of free space on the device. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, I was just curious. I was like, because uh, I know WPA3 got announced a while back. And I was like, I wonder where we're at. And it looks like not a lot of adoption yet as far as the Microtech, uh, the Microtech stuff goes. It also has oppor opportunistic wireless encryption. There's lots of cool security stuff. Yeah. Rock and roll. I look forward to it then. Uh, have you have you messed with the OWE yet? I haven't. Have you played with it? I haven't. Um, I've been interested in it. Um, I was always curious why you couldn't have an open network and just have people connect to it and have the two things negotiate a key to each other to keep like 
you know, coffee shop Wi-Fi secure. And here's a standard that yeah, does can. that. So, yeah, um, have an open network and connect to it and no required knowledge of passwords to connect, essentially, and have encryption. That's cool. I haven't used it. Um, it looks really cool. So. You're not worried about it at, uh, at your house? You don't need that encryption for your kid's iPad? Oof. Still need open Wi-Fi, probably. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, yeah, well, I don't have uh, Microtech Wi-Fi at the house. I do run Microtech for my switching and routing needs, but I don't have, um, or NAT needs, but I don't have their Wi-Fi. Are you doing so, uh, Unify? Yeah, I have a Unify HD um, up here in the middle of the house, in the hallway, on the second floor, and it pretty much covers the whole house. Um, I did run a Ruckus um, R850 for a while, which is their their bad boy EP, um, and I couldn't hit the same um, throughput levels as the HD. Hmm. Um, but uh, from a everywhere in the house, you have a connection standpoint. The Ruckus was superior, so okay. it just wasn't couldn't hit that th- theoretical top, you know, speed test limit. So, are you really pushing that much stuff around? Well, you know, when you no. <laughs> I get it. I like that yeah. things optimized as much right. as possible, you know. If it says it on the um, tin, you want to be able to get it. I get it. Yeah. Right. Well, my kid wants to down, wants to play a game on on a switch, you know. Um, I want it to come down as fast as possible. <laughs> yes. But uh, you know, the the switches don't actually support um, some of the five gigahertz um, Wi-Fi range. I think it's like fifty-two forty through fifty-three twenty. Don't support. Huh. Something like that. So you can't use that inside at all. Oh, can't you get like um like a USB adapter that's like Ethernet? So just have them plug in. Yeah, yeah. If you have a dock too, your dock can have the the, the new OLED, OLED dock has a uh, Ethernet in it. Or yeah, tangent alert here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I wasn't really super thrilled with the R850 versus the HDM back on the HD now. So <laughs> I've been uh I think I got an audience like a month after they got released and I've just had that and it's it's got good coverage all around the house. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I haven't had any problems. But I'm also lucky enough to be able to like kind of centrally uh centrally locate it. It's like right above the mantle of the fireplace. So it kind of hits everything. I do have a WAP AC that I got I think at one of the, one of the mums as a giveaway. It's likely. So I haven't haven't used it, um, but I have it. Yeah, I've been using my audience and two cap ACs for quite a few years. Haven't had any problems. I can speed test in the whole house like three hundred some megabits per second. Works fine. I've got. Uh, I think I'm using. I think I'm using a WAP AC uh, for my oldest. His connection like kind of mounted up on the wall and that's shooting back to the audience just so I can give him a wired port into his PC. And then uh, I've got like a router on my desk here uh, that I connect in. So it's like wireless back and then I've got all my physical ports, but that's mostly just because I have like VPN tunnels going all over the place and doing all that stuff. And so it's easier just to do it here and then, you know, protect all the things, all the juicy metal in here so that nobody else can get to that stuff. Cause again, I don't trust anybody. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just talking about getting that max speed out of the AP, and I just did a speed test, and uh, it's negotiated 100 megabits, so I'm getting 94.5. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. Been living a lie for ages. Oh God, no wonder everything was so slow. Oh my goodness. <sighs> All right. Well, there was another um, another note while we're talking about MicroTik ARM-based stuff. Uh, somebody in the chat i don't know if they want to be named or not but they were kind enough to say hey if you're running a microtech arm-based router and you've been having stability issues not that everybody has but if you have been uh, supposedly there are some fixes specifically for that in the router os version 7.2 that's out so you should definitely give it a try i don't have any links for any of that uh, you can just go to the microtech website and grab that or go into the update feature and test it out if you've been having problems I have not had any stability problems on my 7.2 stuff though, or 7.1.1, I think is what I've been running. I'm on 7.1.3 on some CCR stuff, um, and CRS, and it's fine. What so, are you What are you running protocol wise? At home, <laughs> not a lot. Oh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, most of it is people who are trying to do like some stuff with. Um, IPv6 yeah. or MPLS related stuff. Uh, I, I think uh, IP Architects posted a while back that they found some kind of issue, which was kind of uh, shocking, but it was like a, some kind of ARP related issue that was causing uh, some system stability issues, which is hmm. kind of scary if you've got something going wrong with uh, fundamental or foundational pieces of routing. Uh, it's a little, little nerve wracking, but I'm sure that's something that's going to get fix very quickly if it hasn't already Oof, arp that doesn't even feel like fundamental uh foundational piece of routing that's like basic tcp ip mechanisms to right i mean have stuff can be, someone that's would like, argue it's not even tcp ip greg <laughs> <laughs> it's doing resolution. i don't know if it was it's doing resolution it, uh, of ip addresses you dingus i don't know what the actual <laughs> symptoms or like what it was doing but they they just said something to do with arp so i'm like is it a memory issue or is there stale entries? Like, what's going? I didn't. They didn't really elaborate, but it's kind of sketchy when something like that is not quite working right yeah. or causing the operating system to be destabilized. Wasn't it? Was it in version um, IPv6 and neighbor stuff that was having problems? That that's uh, another thing that was problematic. Yeah. There's been a couple like big things that are like kind of scary because they're not BGP or MPLS related. They're just uh, pretty important things. So. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and and I guess probably based on the nature of the issue, whatever it was, it could be really difficult to troubleshoot to figure out what's going on. That's also yeah. pretty uh, unnerving sometimes. Mm. Yeah, well, I just have seven about... at home, so no, not, I... not in production at, at, at work. Um, but we there are some little brothers that have in production. So Yeah, in, in like really big, important places. So yeah. be curious to hear uh, if they've run into any of that stuff. Although I've... I think I've heard some of them say that they're running really stably on like 2004s. Yeah. Uh, on I think those are stuff. just route reflection workloads too. I don't think, uh, I think everyone who has tried to do VPLS, uh, it's just not working. Stuff's going funky with tunnels or tunnels won't come up or it's just completely unstable and unusable. Mm -hmm. But people who are just using them as route reflectors, apparently it's fine. Uh. I'm really using so, mine as like basic, like a basic office router for a restaurant yeah. group, three restaurants, and I'm doing zero tier. 
uh, to pull them all back for their VPN endpoint stuff. So, nice. you know, I'm not running anything fancy, no routing protocols, just doing NAT, basic firewall, and that stuff. Yeah. And segregating traffic inside for PCI and stuff. So I've had good luck with that. <laughs> I've got my big apartment complex, and uh, I just, like, keep thinking about how cool it would be run to to run, like, Codal uh, and Cake and all that stuff. And then I think, nah, it's it's fine right now. It's it's good. It's good. Don't they're, know. They're, they're doing fine. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, while we're talking about microfin, uh, Microtech again, um, there's a, an article. We do have a link to the forum post where Microtech is a bit on the fence. Right now they're leaning towards let's not do this. Oh. Uh, for version yeah. 7, the BGP max prefix limit. That uh, option existed in version 6. And now in version seven, it is gone. And they're saying that they don't really see the point of it. Uh, they are basically saying it's uh, it's the meme of the guy uh, sitting in front of the uh, card table with a little sign in front that says, uh, uh, I don't believe we need BGP max prefix limit. Change my mind. Uh, that's Microtik right now at the moment. So uh, I'm curious, uh, Nick and Justin, what are your thoughts on having the BGP max prefix? Well, also ex- one of you knuckleheads explained to me what actually that does. And then whether you think we need it or not. Roll of the dice. Who's going to talk first? So, I mean, it's it's just, so, it only allows a set amount of prefixes from up here. So it's, it's, it's kind of like down. an extra safeguard. So they're saying you don't need it because if you have proper filters, like you don't need it. And apparently, um, I haven't personally used it, but I guess there's some kind of mechanism where if you, you hit that limit or something, it'll flap the peer or shut the peer down as a security mechanism and they're trying to argue that that you shouldn't do that you should well they 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 also um they they just assume that it would hit that limit and then flap whereas we would want it to hit that limit and then say shut mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's the <clears> way <throat> most other kits work i believe is they yeah. that when you hit when you trip that that trip line of the prefix limit it's that session's down until you yeah. go oh. and touch it I would agree. Say what's up? Why? Why did? Why did I have more routes than I was expecting? You know, absolutely. usually is this used on um, peering exchanges and mm-hmm. and and exchange points. So, um, so when you're setting up, every network engineer at some point on one of their peerings has accidentally yeah. let stuff through sans filter. Like for whatever reason, it's blasted through. Um, for me, I think Talia caught me one time, and the peer shut down. I had to call them. They're like, "Yeah, you just sent through." Like, uh, like a hundred thousand prefix or no, I think we got to like, I think they had the limit set to like 4,000. He's like, we hit 4,000 and it shut down. I was like, oh, I was only supposed to be sending you 40. Uh, let me take a look. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a good safeguard. Uh, I like Miller said, like just in case, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes stuff happens. And if you have a little safety net in there, that can be very helpful just as like a, oh, yeah. a fallback and, and. Uh, they're they're running Juniper Kit, and that's exactly what it did. If you hit that prefix limit, it would oh. shut the peer. It was just a hard down. There was no reset on that. They had to do a manual mm-hmm. intervention, which to me is a nice uh, safeguard. And I know like in Microtix before, uh, in version 6, there were bugs with filters where sometimes it wouldn't pick up certain rules uh, or you'd have to like shuffle rules to make them kind of work again. And yep. there were instances where way too many prefixes would start blasting through, right? So a little bit of a safety net is never, a, you know, belt and suspenders is uh, a common phrase over here, right? Like, so 
you know, safety on both sides. Like whenever you're putting up a pier, you know, go ahead and filter both directions. Why? Just to make sure, just to be careful, um, you know, on both sides of that link. So why not have the BGP max prefix, especially if you're a provider that has a lot of people connecting or Miller, like you said, if you're acting as a peering point, you definitely want to uh, limit blast radius if somebody screws up on there. I mean, and we see um, we see route leaks pretty regular, right? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty common occurrence. Yeah.